1: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
0: Welcome to Work Party, the minisode. In these minisodes, we'll be sitting down with some of the many brilliant women who have WorkPartied their way to the top. We'll be asking for their best entrepreneurial advice for women like you, creating and cultivating the career of their dreams. Whether you're running the show or balancing your side hustle. We are giving you the real talk business advice you need. Today's work party minisode is coming to you live from our work party tour stop in Nashville, and we are here with Jen Gotch, the founder and chief creative officer of Bando, a women's lifestyle brand that soared to the multi-million dollar mark in its early days. Jen is known for keeping it very real on her social media, and people are in love with her new podcast. Jen Gotch is okay. Sometimes. Let's head to Nashville and hear from Jen herself on her Real Talk business advice and the life lessons she's learned along the way. Be career FOMO with LinkedIn. LinkedIn makes it easier than ever to find fresh opportunities and to meet professionals looking to hire people just like you. It's important to always keep your network active and constantly seek new opportunities and possibilities. We're proud to have partnered with LinkedIn for season one of Work Party because they're all about making game-changing career connections and so are we So Bando is such a bright positive fun That's true vibe company <laughs> obviously the world right now not so much no. how do you? maintain that as, as a company and as a brand like you know kind of moving forward and within all the products and your staff
1: yeah well i think it's like it was always meant to be very aspirational like it's not and it's funny like for me as i've sort of delved more into like my own mental health stuff like we have a shirt that says no bad days and a couple of people were like how can you say that when you clearly have bad days and i'm like well it's like it's supposed to be a bright spot and it's not like Obviously there's no reality to like no bad days, but it I I feel like for a while it was um not that cool <laughs> for people because it was like everyone sort of wanted to be kind of like I don't know that edgy is the word, mm, but I kind yeah. I feel like I'm kinda edgy, but I said fuck <laughs> once, now I said twice. <laughs> um but but it 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 was more fringe and I think like as things have pivoted just like globally that it's that people are drawn to it more where they're just like, Oh, I feel good here. I didn't realize that I needed to like feel a little bit better And than like I was see feeling. positivity. Yeah yeah. yeah. Totally.
0: Um, so I want to talk, you know, you talked about the No Bad Day shirt, but you also launched a collection with Iconery mm-hmm. um, where you were highlighting anxiety and depression through jewelry. Yeah. Why is it important for you to put that message out there? And can you tell us a little bit about that partnership? Yeah.
1: Well, um, just like everything else I do, there was no plan involved. <laughs> I was <Perfect>. like, <laughs> well, I had just been talking about, like, I feel like people were calling me a mental health advocate. And I was like, no, I'm not a mental health advocate. Um, but I guess I sort of am. And I just was, one day I was just, I was really craving kind of funneling that into bandeau because obviously it's such an extension of me and it was starting to feel, like, weird that there wasn't that connective tissue. And so I just had the idea to do these necklaces and I was like, they're never going to go for this. And they did. And so um, it was really just about, like, opening up conversations about mental health and like just knowing on my own personal platforms the amount of people that like i actually had not looked at the numbers I, i know a lot more about it now but like um i mean it's so universal that i just wanted to kind of do something i had no idea um the effect it would have on our business or just on people Um, so I'm, I'm actually thrilled because I feel like it sort of popped a bubble for us where there is a place for Bando to like get into some conversations that are, would have felt disconnected at one point, but now there's like a little bit there that makes sense.
0: Totally. And so... I mean, what would you say, like a, a year or two ago you started opening yeah. up yeah, more a couple of years ago. on your Instagram years ago. about mental health, your personal issues, and then obviously answering other people's questions. There's obviously a huge stigma. It's getting less so.
1: Yeah, I think it's, I think I feel very insulated though. So I think like for me, I actually haven't felt very discriminated against in the workplace or even personally, maybe, maybe I had one boyfriend that was like, that's not real. Let's break up. Um, <laughs> he later found me and was like, "I actually have depression too." Like 15 years later, I was like, "Yeah, no oh shit, we all have something." <laughs> um, <laughs> welcome, sir. Um, I forgot the question.
0: <laughs> that's okay. That you was know, I answer. was wondering
1: when the ADD was gonna kick in. I was having a really good day. Like someone actually complimented it. me <laughs> on my ability to like recall a question. And I was like, "That's not. That's never gonna last." <laughs>
0: So I guess, sorry. <laughs> I guess my question to you is: for women who are struggling with mental health issues, in how do they address it in the workplace?
1: Yeah. Um. I really think it depends on the workplace. you know. I, I feel like I, again, am super blessed in that. I didn't actually know, I never really understood the part that I had to keep it to myself, as if anyone that follows me on Instagram knows that I have a problem with keeping things to myself. So it, it was just like, I have this thing, or watch me have an anxiety attack in a meeting. <laughs> It'll be fun for all of us. Um, <laughs> And so it just was like the cat's out of the bag right away. But I, having talked to people in different professions, and different workplaces, it's not always that easy. Um, and so for me, I would say the first thing is like self-awareness and emotional intelligence and like actual knowledge of what it is that you're struggling with. Um, so that when it does come up, you can inform. Because a lot of... Um, A lot of the discrimination has to do with like people just don't understand it. Mm -hmm. Like it's still surprising to me when people are like don't know what anxiety is um, or don't under just completely don't understand what that means. I was explaining to someone the other day and they're like, oh, I thought like you need, I was like, no, I can just get an anxiety attack if the wind blows on my face. Like it's not like something bad has to happen. And so I feel like being able to. Um, educate the people around you and in your workplace will help. And then um, sadly, I feel like there are just some places where it's just like, they're not ready Mm, Yeah, and and maybe that's not the place for you to work, but. um,
0: Yeah. And I mean, what would you suggest for companies, like for the people who are running the companies, like, is there anything they can do on the, back end of things yeah
1: I think uh, we're actually sort of trying to do that now because I was like man we're like becoming like mental health advocates like we better check our policies because <laughs> yeah like totally. I know like as a especially in the Los Angeles office like obviously I people come to me all the time and but I was like yeah what do you do on like a corporate or business level but it's like um mental health days versus sick, sick days versus vacation days um Like, (laughs) let's just call it a cry suite. (laughs) But I think like private places in the office where if someone, yeah, I was in the wrong room. But okay, (laughs) so for later, Um, you know, like, and and then I think it's like. human research like the hr department yeah. really has to lead a lot of that and and i think it's just like an openness and and just general acceptance you know so there's like there's sort of like the vibe and the emotional piece and then there are things that um i was trying to get us like a full-time therapist in our office and they said no but um <laughs> i was like everyone
0: gets better with therapy though like wait think how great everyone if you crowdsource be on the that job. payment i mean that's cheap i feel like I th- I'm going to keep asking. My thing is, like, I just
1: just like you. I just keep asking. Just keep doing and it. And then what's interesting is, like, I will suggest or ask the same thing, like, 50 times, and then a couple months later, someone pitches me the idea, and I'm like, oh, really? Did that come to you in a dream? Because I've been saying that for six years. <laughs> but I'm just like,
0: great idea. So. so when it comes to your job, what do you love about the creative process? Because you obviously oversee the overarching creative, which yeah. I feel like the sort of, thing about any great brand is looking at something like that's so bando yeah that's so blah 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 yeah and I think you've done that so well yeah what has gone into that what about it have you felt has been the best part
1: um well I I feel like I was a creative before I knew what that even was and I'm definitely like an idea I'm sure a lot of people here are that, that it's just like they just come to you fast and furious and so like the 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 ability to take something that's in my mind and like make it a real thing and then share it with other people is super rewarding for me. Um, creative business, you know, or creativity for commerce is a much different thing and that was a big lesson for us to learn that it's like as artists and creators and designers, um, when when there's the accountability of a business, like you actually have to, um, Sort of conform to what your customer wants, and and I think that's actually what's helped us have like this through line of like oh that's so bandeau because, it was like the people came and said what they liked and showed us what they liked and what they didn't like by what they bought and what they didn't buy, and a lot of times that where we were just like, being very. Um, ego driven and like doing like I just want to do I was like, I don't care if anybody likes this. I, I just wanna do I gotta get this idea out. It never works. And so I think like as we've sort of realized like let's take in the feedback and give the most original version of that. It's really helped. And that's also super rewarding when like your idea actually resonates. Um, so it's like it's sort of a combination because a lot of that stuff was organic. I mean, when we started, like, I had no idea. I mean, we don't look at trends or do anything like that. It's very gut for us. I mean, we're lucky enough to be in L.A., so I feel like there's just something in the ethos there. But, um, you know, yeah, you just, like, walk around and you're just like, I don't know. I got this great idea. You're like, oh, yeah, because it's just – it's there. But um, – it's it's I think I like it most because it's challenging Mm. it's not just so like there are no guardrails like there actually are which is sort of a fun way to create
0: I love that so I want to talk a little bit about your podcast okay Jen Gotch is okay sometimes sometimes Sometimes. (laughs) so you (laughs) tackle like everything on that from mental health issues like knowing when you're having an attack all of those kind of things Mm. what's your ultimate goal
1: with the podcast Um, that's such a good question. You know, I, I think I realized kind of early on with Instagram stories that somehow things that I felt like were so specific to me actually belonged to a lot of people, which at first was like, Oh, am I not special? (laughs) I thought I thought I was alone in this suffering, but then I was like, Oh, that's cool. And then like, and then the second wave was like, but I can't talk about this or like, I don't understand it. And I was like, Maybe it's because I'm older or because I've been in, like, two decades of therapy. I was like, I actually understand a lot of it. So I think the ultimate goal was to be a friend to people and, like, help them feel less alone in their experience. Um, and it feels like that's happening. I, I mean, also, I can talk to a wall for, like, eight hours. So it was just a good outlet for me. record, yeah. Why <laughs> and not? my dad really loves it. So it's also a gift to it's him. It's mostly for him. It's a love letter to my dad every week. <laughs>
0: So. so, obviously, you talk a lot about difficult issues. You talk about depression and and everything that you're going through. But at the same time, you're hilarious. That's nice. And you have such a positive point of view, even through what you're going through. So, how do you maintain that? I, I... Um
1: I consider myself an optimist and I and I wasn't always like I was definitely sort more pessimistic growing up and I was in college I think it was my freshman year and I was like I sort of was my friends were very like judgmental kind of would always look at like the downside of things And I just had a moment where, you know when you have that like sort of out of body where you're like, why the fuck am I even like, that's three times, sorry. (laughs) Um, my
0: limit? Six? We're actually playing a drinking game.
1: So (laughs) (laughs) There's someone in the cry room doing shots every time I say fuck. Uh, That's four. Uh, (laughs) And then the thought's gone. You know, sometimes I just have to decide like joke or stay on topic. And I usually just do joke. I'm good with joke.
0: That's yeah. fine. We'll yeah. move on. We'll move yeah. on. Please. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> you, can you imagine what recording a podcast is? Because I'm like, oh, there's a fly. Oh, wait. And then I have to rewind. I'm like, what the fuck was I even talking about?
0: So Sorry, guys. How many employees are in Bandai in L.A. now? What's, what, how many? How many employees? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought you
0: said boys.
1: <laughs> I was like. How
0: many boys? How many employees? <laughs> we we got to I feel like we were at like
1: forty which which you know the thing about growth and you know a lot about that too is like I was like more 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 I want to impress everyone like we're growing business and I actually hated it you know we had been a team of five for many 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 years and um, I think you know it's like one of those grass is always greener situations where I was just like if we had more people we could do more. Um, and in in some ways we could, and in some ways it it felt very disconnected, um, and it gets very siloed in the mm-hmm. job. So so we we did some reduction. I think we're probably around thirty now, um, which feels good. But but honestly, there are days where I wish it could just be five of us in a room, like figuring everything out, yeah. because it was it it. Even though from the outside, like when someone who had business experience came in and was like, you need titles, you need an org chart, you need meetings. It's like, well, we're getting a
0: lot of shit done just like sitting here (laughs) (laughs) at this one table. Um, Yeah. No, the org chart's so funny. It's like, I I was like, oh, I don't care what your title is. Like, whatever. You do what you want. But it's like, it's sometimes I'm such a, I I think at my previous company, I think we had 15 people and I was like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it like changes everything. Yeah. It really does. And and sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's just kind of like maintains. Yeah. But you have some OG, like the five people you started with that yeah. I've worked with. I've like hung out with, I've seen over the years, kind of grow with the company. What do you, what, how do you think, like, I think it's, really hard to keep employees for a very yeah. long time yes. like it's 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 the one year career is super real like people are in and out and starting their own thing or have like i have six jobs i'm like an uber driver i do this yeah. i do that and you're like oh okay <laughs> never mind i'm um, an uber driver too <laughs> <laughs> amazing <Yeah. laughs> um but yeah so like how do you get people to stay with you what do you think you attribute that success and retention to blood blood
1: sisters no
0: um you know i listen for a
1: while for, for actually more than a while I was just like no one leave <laughs> you know I was just like i wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to handle it and like we've gotta and um and then I realized that like i i actually have no control over what anyone does ever mm-hmm. which was like a, a it's very bummer positive. it's a real bummer it's a bummer but also like oh this is sort of liberating um but i you know what I really just try and create like um a healthy work environment that feels like rewarding and like where you can where it feels like a human experience and not just a cold business and i i mostly try and see what everyone's individual passion is which is different for each person mm-hmm. and find a way to let them plug into that through Bando. because like ultimately like if you've plugged into your passion this is important like if you plug into your passion and whatever you're doing like it actually won't matter like what your 401k is, what your, what your benefits are. Do you get free LaCroix at work? Which we do. If anyone's given her. But it's like, it's so fueling that. And, and so I work to identify the people that I think are really invested and then um, curate their jobs so that they feel like happy and engaged and rewarded yeah
0: totally it's really about finding what people enjoy about their job yeah but i love that heather literally from our team when we were interviewing someone she's like look i haven't bought a beauty product in like two years yeah so much free stuff yeah well (laughs) it's a great great selling point awesome
1: but and identifying the perks and like i think it's like it's such a competitive space right now to own a business and like everyone wants to know like what do you offer and Um, And it's different for everyone. So so I think it's like just figuring out, like I'm saying, so for a while I wanted to try and please everyone and Mm -hmm. make Bando everyone's perfect workplace, but it just isn't. And so now I'm more focused on like those people that I can tell are invested in like making it amazing. And
0: we, we were talking about this live backstage but like in the interview process I think early on I was like trying to sell everyone on like working for me like it's amazing when doing this, we're doing this. Yeah. and then like afterwards I was like oh it's like I forgot to mention it's really hard work. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot and I was it's like gonna oh, suck. it's gonna <laughs> it might suck. Yeah. Um but so now it's like in the process it's like I almost feel like we scare people more than we like sell them on the idea but I think that's yeah. okay. You sort of <laughs> I mean you sort of have to or yeah. at least
1: later. I know for us we were talking about hiring earlier but I I I know for for us, it was really some of the mistakes we made with hiring was like we actually didn't know how to articulate what we are and what our expectations are. Mm-hmm. It's like I could ex- I could speak to like what it's like in the workplace and like what we're trying to do. But but actually identifying like what what we truly value is different. And like for me, it is like the people that close their laptops at six o'clock sharp and are out the door at six I'm like, hmm, what's she doing? That's weird. <laughs> Even though that's the job that she signed up for, but I didn't know that bothered me because I, up until the point that we really started to expand, everyone
0: was like, "I'm here for as long as you need to be here." I'm the same way too. I mean, I was because I well, whatever. We can get into this, but we're running out of time. I got got a wave, so we're gonna do one more question. I'm gonna ask you one more question, and then we'll get to questions. So get your questions ready. Yeah. Um. So one of the things that we talk a lot about at Create and Cultivate is women supporting other women. Who is a woman entrepreneur that you admire?
1: Shit. You know, you sent me these questions in advance, <laughs> and I read Didn't that one. did
0: Well, I, you know what's so weird?
1: It's like... I don't know, something, my mom, I know she meant this in a great way, but she, like, when I was a kid, was always, like, dare to be different, dare to be different, and so, like, I don't think I ever, like, was, like, oh, that person inspires me, which is horrible. I'm obviously inspired by people all the time, so it's, like, it's not like I don't have it, but whenever I get questions like that, I'm, like, I don't know, but I feel like... Admire.
0: Yeah, we'll swap it.
1: We Yeah, well, I do. I mean, I think we have such a great group of, like, women and men too bobby yeah. shout out to bobby from the hundreds. literally just uh, bobby, just bobby. <laughs> um but that are that have been like working at it for so long and mm-hmm. um and i think we inspire each other all the time just I, by like are you our strength. i'm inspired by yeah you. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i mean so it's like but i guess it's like um I don't know how you can like feel like equals but also feel inspired I guess for me like that question for a long time meant like putting someone on a pedestal right. and I just I don't know why I don't do that it's not like I don't like people I just like <laughs> don't I'm not like uh I but I'm more like, I totally this agree connection is more important to me I'm good yeah <laughs> well
0: and I also think that's so true like networking I, I think i always was like networking i have to network with really successful important people but it's actually better just to network with the people who are doing your peer group yeah, yeah. your peer group you know so anyway yeah. that includes we'll just like listen to people but like yeah. ellen bennett yeah bennett anina bing yeah um Allie jenny. Webbed, jenny
1: from jenny's jenny from jenny's ice cream claire bobby hundreds yeah i mean <laughs> i'm Joy just gonna throw from, out some names for yeah, you yeah yeah you're doing a great <laughs> job
0: <laughs> Have you bought your copy of Work Party the Book? Part career manifesto, part practical business advice, Work Party the Book is everything I wish I knew during my early years as an entrepreneur. The ups, the downs, the things I learned, and the women that helped me to make it happen. Just like in our podcast, Work Party the Book does not shy away from the nitty gritty details you need to know. If you hope to start your own business or become the HBIC at your current gig, we're here to help you out available in hardcover and audiobook on Amazon, also on iBooks at Target and your local bookstore. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for new Work Party mini dropping every Sunday.